Louise McSharry on 2FM. Now, though, it is time to talk about comfort films because at the end of the day, there are only so many walks you can take. And even if you are seduced into a career in yoga as I have been uh, there's only so much yoga you can do so you've got to fill your hours and uh, we're all watching films and the thing about films at the moment is it's kind of if you're trying something new you don't know what you're getting it's a bit of a gamble and sometimes it's just so much nicer to sink into something that you know is going to bring you comfort and uh, joining us now is expert in comfort films and author Emer McLeisett hello Emer. Good morning. I've just stopped singing up the flats. I couldn't help singing alone. I was performing the whole thing in my sitting room. Well, that's what I do during basically every song. Um, like what a what a banger! It is such a tune. I know, I know, and it never gets old. I've listened to it so never. many times. Yeah. Um. So, Eva, I when I wanted to talk about comfort films, I felt there was only one person I could talk to, and that is you, because you love a comfort film, don't you? I love a comfort film, and as soon as the call came through for me to do this, I started putting a list together. I am raging that the weather is looking okay today because there's so many of these I want to watch, and when the weather is nice, you're like, well, I better go out for another effing walk. <laughs> <laughs> and wh- but how do you define a comfort film? Um, I think there are a couple of different kind of factors that come into a comfort film there's obviously a nostalgia element to it so a lot of people's comfort films will be ones from when they were children or ones they would have watched over and over again or that they have kind of familial connections to and something that isn't going to be too I must just apologize because the cat is whinging in the background and if you can pick her up I'm just apologizing (laughs) I can't hear her she can cannot believe I'm not talking to her Um, (laughs) But um, and yeah, you you do, if you're looking for a comfort film, you don't want anything that's too taxing. But I'm not talking about you don't want something that's not intelligent, but you don't want to have to think about it. like tennis isn't going to be no. you know a comfort film no. or what's the one where they all have the dreams. Oh, yeah. Anyway, you know, or the one where Matthew McConaughey's in the bookcase, those ones, yeah. they're not comfort films. <laughs> yes, I know exactly what you mean. The ones where you walk out and you're like, did this happen or did that happen? And the person you're like, with is, thinks something entirely different. If you have to visit the plot section of the film's Wikipedia page, then it's not probably not going to be a comfort film. Yes. But um, I also think I, whenever I notice a film that's kind of causing a stir, if it's going to be coming to Netflix or something. So recently, Mean Girls and mm. um, dropped on Netflix, as they say, and that's so many people's comfort films. Like they've seen it so many times, and they don't really need it to be on Netflix. They probably have it on a hundred other different places to watch it, but they're still going to watch it again on Netflix. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, films that remind you of a certain time in your life or a certain season, like a lot of Christmas films or Halloween films, things like that, they would provide a lot of comfort to people. Oh, here comes the cat. She's really getting involved now. She's on my notes. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's start talking about films because, um, you know, people, I, I'm hoping we can inspire some comfort watches as we discuss them today. Oh, so you yes. have broken them down into categories, um, which yeah. I think is very wise. Now, we have a lot of categories. But, There's a lot um, of categories. <laughs> but let's... Let's, uh, let's start with gentle films, because actually, I think that these are my favourites. Yeah, yeah. So gentle films are, I mean, they're kind of the most obvious uh, comfort films, because as the name implies, they're gentle. They're not going to be too taxing on you. They're, they might induce some kind of, you know, serenity or whatever. So gentle films, uh, under this, this heading, I have ones like Under the Tuscan Sun, which I believe you mentioned earlier. Yes. Julie and Julia. Yes. Eat, pray, love. I have a friend who watches Eat, pray, love. I think once a week. Um, 
which is funny because I actually rewatched that recently, even though I know it's not good. Like it's not oh, objectively no, good. No, it's stressful, yeah. <laughs> and yet it is so comforting because she goes to nice places and she eats nice food. Yeah, and it's all kind of sepia toned yeah. and nothing nothing too dramatic happens. Yeah. There's a bit of drama at the start and then it's fine. <laughs> um, one thing that can be sometimes a common theme in comfort films is they might not be that good. Now, some of them are excellent. I'm not, I don't want to downplay anyone's favourites, but some of them are just not great. Mm. Eat, Pray, Love might fall into that category. It's not going to win any awards, but you're still going to watch it 15 times. Yeah. And what about, you have Dave in here as well, which I'd forgotten about, oh, which is actually why yeah. I love that film. Dave is one of the gentlest, most comforting films that I think exists anywhere. So anyone that's not familiar, it's the one where Kevin Klein. Um, is a dead ringer for the president of the United States and he ends up having to kind of play him when the actual president gets into some strife. It's such a and ridiculous concept. <laughs> it's such a ridiculous concept, but Kevin Klein has such a comforting face and the entire film is just so comforting. And he rides a bike. It's just amazing. Like, I, I might watch that today. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, of course, in this category, you have Circle of Friends as well, which oh. is... A the treasure. ultimate Irish, the ultimate Irish comfort film is Circle of Friends. You know the way um, when something is going to be on television, there there might be a buzz around it. And there's two films that I think stand out for me, and that is Circle of Friends and The Snapper. Yes. And whenever they're on television, everyone's like, "Well, I mean, we must drop everything and watch them." Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't matter that you watched it the last time it was on TV, and like you will watch it the next time it's on yeah. TV. Oh, absolutely. And you will sit through the ads. You will sit through the ads if it means you get to watch Circle of Friends. Can I ask you, because on a, on a completely different note, you have truly terrible disaster films as well. So tell me about them. Yeah, I um, think, again, this kind of falls into the category of films you will always watch no matter what, like if someone suggested or if it's on a Saturday afternoon. And I think disaster films, because they follow such a rigorous kind of plot structure and you know what's going to like you know what's coming you know what's going to happen at the end they even though they're disaster films they're still kind of comforting so i'm talking ones like dante's peak and it's um sister from, from another mr volcano and then there's armageddon and brother from another mother uh deep impact oh, and yeah. then things like the day after tomorrow 2012 anything with the rock like they're just amazing and everything else i mean thousands of people die and cities and worlds get ruined but you know there's usually a bit of romance at the end or whatever so <laughs> and what about weirdly comforting violent films yeah so i well, a few of my comfort films are very violent um talking the likes of leon good salads um and i think again there's a nostalgia element to that i think these are films that people probably watched growing up or that were on in their house quite a lot maybe yeah. you know an elder sibling or a parent or something. And again, because they're very, very good films, they're objectively good films, you you feel like you can watch them over and over again, even though they might be horrifically violent. Like, I used to watch Full Metal Jacket when I was a teenager at least once a week. And it's horrific. But I mean, I was like, oh, there's the lads. <laughs> What's the premise of Full Metal Jacket? I've never seen it. Full Metal Jacket is a Vietnam war film. Ah. And, yeah. There's a, I was, I was going to, quote a few lines from it but it's not it's not appropriate for Saturday morning okay <laughs> that's, fine. that's fine. I appreciate your conjure in yeah. that regard um yeah. let's talk rom-coms because I think a lot of people that's where oh. their minds immediately go yeah. when they think comfort films yeah so rom-coms I would fit into loads of different categories just in general but also when it comes to comfort films so there's your classic rom-coms my best friend's read it while you were sleeping legally blonde never been kissed 
you've got male sleepers in Seattle, anything with Tom Hanks. They're the classic, great, you know, just can never be faulted rom-coms. Mm. Then there's what I call the best worst rom-coms, which are also people's comfort films. And these are things like 27 Dresses. That's where Catherine Heigl is always a bridesmaid. She's in a lot of these, actually. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Runaway Bride, The Proposal, Two Weeks Notice, Sweet Home Alabama. So, like, they're ones that are kind of problematic, haven't aged well. How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days has really not aged well, but it came up on Netflix a few months ago and everyone watched it and went, oh, mm. this, <laughs> this wouldn't make it to the screen today. But they're just so comforting. Well, also, I think because, and we talked about this recently on the show, like they don't really make rom-coms like they used to with like really big stars and, you know, relatively big budgets. Like you wouldn't get Matthew McConaughey and Sarah Jessica Parker in a rom-com together or no you wouldn't you wouldn't get Matthew McConaughey and Kate Hudson even in a rom-com together no and actually one of the films that came out I think it was last year was a film called Long Shot which had Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron and I actually have that in my category of kind of the new crop of comforting films because that was kind of pegged as this is the new rom-com and it's brilliant and it was actually it didn't do that well not so many people saw it but it's actually very underrated and it's really good so if anyone's looking for something in that genre the long shot that's for you <laughs> okay um and what about um let's talk about the new ones then because of course we've talked about a lot of classics and there are gorgeous ones like um i know on your list you have dirty dancing baby baby boom 16 candles all those kind of older ones um, yeah, and then yeah. the, the childhood films of course like as i mentioned the princess bride is one of mine because i watched it so many times when i was a kid Big. I must watch Big again. Oh, Big is wonderful. I mean, Tom Hanks, if we're talking about stars of comfort films, Tom Hanks is number one. Um, Julia well, he's Roberts, a comfort man, isn't he? He's a comfort man. Has he ever made a bad film? I don't. I mean, I think even well, if he has, he was actually, the best thing in it. I don't know if you follow um, <laughs> Megan Nolan, uh, who has a book oh, coming yes. out. She, she's been rewatching. <laughs> yeah, she's basically, during lockdown, she decided she was going to watch every Tom Hanks film um, in order to kind of really get to grips with the genre and based yeah. on her assessments I think there are one or two clangers along the way but most of them seem to be brilliant and that's not uh, a I bad mean, way of, of, of kind of you know organising your entertainment during this time ab- either Absolutely not if you're looking for comfort I think working through Tom Hanks films it's, I mean A League of Their Own is one of the all time greatest comfort films oh I God, think yes. and I watch that at least three times a year I it wonder, is stunning Could I bully my husband into watching that tonight now? got madonna it's got rosie o'donnell it's got gorgeous gina davis it's got tom hanks it's spectacular there's no what? crying in baseball it's so good um, what kind of animal doesn't want to watch that oh, well he's very annoying like he only wants to watch good things he doesn't see the pleasure in watching something and and a league of their own by the way is a good film objectively oh yeah but yeah. he does not see the pleasure in watching something bad he's like why would you watch something bad when you could watch something good and i'm like because there is a pleasure in the bad and he doesn't, yeah. yeah, he's a weird, he's a strange man. Um, why did I marry him? Who knows? Uh, no, I'm joking. He's a really good cook. That's why I married him. No, I'm joking. I married him because what? I love him. I'm going to be in trouble now. I really am. Okay. Now, before I let you go, talk. let's talk. Well, I'm just going to say, could we, could we suggest, has he seen Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar? That's oh. a new film. It is dreadful, but it's also very, very good. And it's very comforting. Where, where do you get that now? Now, you can rent that on YouTube. You can probably rent it. It it literally only came out a few weeks ago. Jamie Dornan is in it in, I think, a career-defining performance as kind of a very droll, funny song and dance man. 
Um, (laughs) So that's only out a few weeks and you probably need to rent it somewhere. Um, You can definitely rent it from YouTube. You can probably get it from iTunes. But that's one of the kind of new ones. Yeah, well, I was going to say before before you go, give us a few more new ones because they're ones that people might not have seen. Um, so these are ones that are actually on Netflix at the moment. So Booksmart has appeared on Netflix in so the past good. couple of months. That's an excellent film by Olivia Wilde. Kind of coming of age, but really would appeal to anyone. To all the boys I loved before, you might have seen the third one has appeared on Netflix. But the first one, which came out a couple of years ago, is actually excellent. Mm. And the new Emma movie. So the oh. original Emma with Gwyneth Paltrow is very comforting. But a new one that. came out. a new one came out last year. And it's really, really lovely. And that's with, um, that's with the girl from uh, The Queen's Gambit, right? Yes, that's with the girl from The Queen's Gambit. Mm. And uh, it's really good. Very, very enjoyable. I mean, there's nothing that new in it, but period pieces are really comforting. I agree. The costumes, I mean, I yeah. love it. Well, yeah. Emer, um, we didn't get through your three pages of films, but I think you made some really <laughs> super suggestions. Um. Thank you. <laughs> and you know what's funny, Emer? I was just thinking, because obviously you and Sarah Breen, your co-author of the Oh My God, What a Complete Ashling books, have been... Um, writing the screenplay for the Ashling film and maybe the Ashling film will be a comfort film for people in the future. That is our ultimate dream. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, well, that's what we're aiming for. <laughs> everything crossed. Everything crossed. Eva yeah. McLeisett, thank you so, so much. Thanks, Louise. Bye. Louise McSherry on 2FM.